Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And Mordant left us with a cliffhanger. It did. Rude. You're like every season of Lost <laughs> ever. <laughs> Including the series finale. Not uh, bitter, just a little. Continue with your success talk. All right, so I can't. <laughs> Thanks for that callback. Do you want to go bigger, better, better, more? Are you ready to level up your life? Are you ready to be awesome? Now is the time. And this is Success Freaks. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to the number one, what are you going to do with your life? Comedic motivational show, otherwise known as Success Freaks. Today's working title is episode 268, the Life Questions Game. Woo! (laughs) And today we are coming at you live from Wyzena, Minnesota, and Phoenix, Arizona. In Phoenix, Arizona, it's Kirsten. And in Wayzata, it's Mordant. <laughs> and that's how it goes. That's how we roll, yo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell us what you found on the interwebs. Well, here, let me set it up a little bit. So I've been going to and asking people, random people. You know, first, I went to the Success Freaks Buttercups because apparently they, they listen to us and, you know, they're, they're very verbal and yada, yada, Yay. yada. And I've been asking them, hey, do you have anything you want us to talk about? And. I mean, we'll talk about it. That'd be great because we could use some topics because, you know, it's just it's just our lives are so wonderful that we don't have that many topics. that We want well, We want to see what you want to talk yeah, about. Yeah. Sometimes we talk. I feel like I mean, I've only been this is only like my what ninth episode, but I feel like sometimes we're just like talking about the same things over and over. Like, look at my life and here's me trying to lose weight and blah. Hmm, ah, like it's hey, it's me again. So I, would love, <laughs> I would love to talk about what what other people want to hear about. Yeah, exactly. I even went as far as asking a, a mutual friend, uh, otherwise known as Wooden Cowboy. Don't ask. Um, actually, it's not anything bad. <laughs> <laughs> he does woodworking and stuff like that, and you know, so he's Wooden Cowboy. Anyways, I asked him. He's like, "Yeah, I'll put something together and I'll get you a, a thing." And yeah, do a bup kiss. Nobody, nada. So fine. I went and found. I what it was like uh, fifty thought provoking questions about life, and I. Reading through the questions, I thought it'd be fun for Kirsten and I to, to look at everything, and and uh, you know she can ask me stuff, and I can ask her stuff, and you know we're gonna see how this works. And if this is not exciting, if this is in fact annoying, let us know by emailing us your own questions so that we can talk about it for a show. We actually yeah. did have one person do do the question thing, which which gave us uh, schooled on scheduling episodes. So see, mm-hmm. we'll do a, we, if it's if it's got enough meat, enough legs, we will do a show about it. If it doesn't. Then we will, then we will, you know, put a bunch of them together, kind of like what we're doing now. Yeah. So I think we should start this bad boy out. And I'm going to ask the first question. You can ask whatever question right. you want to ask. It just, ha- you know, can't be one that, that I just asked and, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, there's yeah. 50 of these bad boys. And I'm right now I'm looking at the first 12. Um, so Kirsten. Yes. When was the last time you tried something new? It's an easy one. 
It is? Yeah. <laughs> oh, are we talking about podcasting? <laughs> well, that's, that's actually the easy answer, but no, go with something else. But yeah, that was, was like, whoa, when I start working for you. <laughs> durka, durka, durka. Um, when was the last time I tried something new? Well, I just moved buildings at work, and that was a big change because nobody was expecting it. And so that change went into effect about a week ago, and so far it has been fantastic. Fantastic, And I'm really proud of myself for switching buildings because it's kind of when you kind of go to a building and get stuck there, everybody just expects you to stay there. Um, but you can move and you can change buildings if you want to, if the scheduling works for you. And I moved buildings and I am super happy with moving buildings. So I would say a week ago when I moved buildings. Cool. Well, I mean, that's awesome. Are you going to answer it too, or do I have to pick you a new one? I think you have to pick me a new one. I mean, I could, I could say, uh, let me, let me just maybe. What do you think? Maybe I'll just add, I'll add something to that. Uh, I have one that I'm going to ask you, and then I have a good answer for it. Okay, then I'll go ahead and answer this. When was the last time I tried something new? I almost tried something new recently. I almost got to ride in a Huey helicopter, but the the timing was not working. Ooh. So my one of my cohorts, Tortuga cohorts, got to do it, uh, but that doesn't count because that's not nothing new. Um. <laughs> the easy answer for me is, of course, uh, you know, working with you. That's something new. But I actually, I do have something new, and it goes along with my scheduling. Because I have things that I need to do that I need to focus on. It's like, how can I work on these things better? So yesterday, I created a, a thing called where I'm going to work on a certain section of things for an hour. And the first one that I did was... Um, it was like creative time for an hour and then and then Tortuga stuff for an hour and then then more than, you know, success freaky stuff and then personal stuff for an hour. And that actually it worked OK, but it was it was too much time. I found myself running out of of things to do in those times, mm -hmm. um, although with the, the personal stuff I was able to pack yesterday and I also got some packing done today. So I've changed it to um, 40 minutes. So I have four things for 40 minutes that I can do and it seems like it's working pretty well because otherwise I'd be like I don't know what I want to do right. versus hey look I have I have an hour or 40 minutes to work on this stuff oh okay I did that project that's done all right find something else in that area okay well now I worked on that because I really and I really don't want to work on this but there's nothing else for me to do so I'll work on that so that's helped me do that that's so, awesome yes and so you, you have to, to if you have that. to find the right time frame that works for you because if like an hour is nice and round but if you were getting bored, then, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm trying 40 minutes. And I called it hours of power, but I, I might be, um, you know, fun and fun and fancy 40. I don't know, something. Mm, <laughs> keep working on that. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe you should block 40 minutes aside tomorrow for that. For that, just that right there. Just figuring out a name for it. So, yeah, always trying to work on, on scheduling and, and helping myself get things done because I've been a little bit goofing off lately, and, and that's fine. However, I, I start getting a little, like, uh, you know, feeling the pressure of, of stuff that needs to be done. Mm -hmm. So that was my question. What do you got? Uh, number 37 on the list. What has been the greatest adventure of your life? <laughs> uh, honestly, the, that and that's another, I have a couple, but that's another really easy one. When I first joined, I uh, went on the road with the Tortuga Twins. Yeah, I figured. You know, it was, uh, I was, I was doing like what is it called uh temp services at the time i don't think i'd started waiting tables i was doing temp services at the time so there was nothing really holding me down and and it back we were back in 1990 the 
I'd worked with Scaramouche. He'd actually worked with the Tortuga Twins a little bit earlier that year. And he had gone out on the, the road the year before, maybe even two, but but he had gone out the year before. And he's like, why don't you come out on the road and, and we'll work my con- he'll work his contracts. And, you know, we'll just try to slide the Tortuga show in and see how it does. What was interesting about that is the first place we went is, well, at first I went to a place in, in North Carolina. And that was, uh, I, I was working as a squire for a joust. And that was interesting and entertaining, and I had a good time. And then I joined up with, with Scaramouche, Ron, in the Bristol Renaissance Fair. And you know, he was working his Scaramouche Comedia Jongler juggling show, and I was working as the test of strength guy. <laughs> so I got a job doing that. Ooh. And you know, somewhere doing a break, we would like slide in a Tortuga show. Well, a couple weekends of this, it seemed to be doing really well. And he said, I'll just, he, he would... We would split the tips, but he would pay me out of his contract so that, you know, I could eat too. And eventually the Tortuga Twins show started doing better than the Comedia Jongler show, or or we were having much more fun doing it. I can't remember which. Uh, so we started doing that mostly. And I called uh, back then Tim Rudy, who was the general manager of Mid-America Festivals that we knew from Florida. And I was like, your big show is Minnesota. Can we come into Minnesota and do Tortuga? He's like, no. No, little man. I'm sorry. You can't go there. That's but the I big... thought you and Jeff did it. Uh, we started Tortuga Twins in Florida. Oh. So, yeah, but Ron and I were the ones that went on the road. So mm-hmm. Tim Rudy said, no, we can't, do, we can't do Minnesota, the big show, but we could do Kansas City. So Kansas City was... Was really it re- really was the second place that we were contracted as Tortugas, but but the first place that Ron and I were contracted as Tortugas together, and we worked there for a few years. So that was that started the biggest adventure, which shaped my life to what it is now. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be doing Success Freaks. I probably wouldn't be doing all these other things because of the connections I made and the friends I made, and the the person I've become, both <laughs> both the the lows <laughs> and the highs that I you know I've learned mm-hmm. from both. So yeah, there you go. Mine would be going to Walt Disney World when I was 19 and going and doing a college program internship at Disney World. Oh, so working it. Yeah. Okay, working, cool. Sorry. I was just visiting Disney World. No, no, no. I did that as a kid. That was not a big No, no, but... moving to Orlando and working there for like oh, eight months. Wow. Did you learn a lot from that? Oh, my God. Yeah. And I, I mean, it was kind of like my breakout moment of like being an adult doing something on my own because I drove to Florida when I moved there from Phoenix, Phoenix to Orlando. That's a great drive. And then um, lived there for eight months, and I turned nineteen while I was there, and came home, and it was just, it was, it was an amazing experience. It was so much fun. It was awesome being friends with characters, quote quote, and dancing in parades and shows, and just having a fantastic. T- it was the best. It was the best thing I've ever done, and I would do it a hundred times over. And we're going to talk about that in some more in just a moment, right after this break. Hunger isn't a faraway problem. One in seven Americans live with hunger. At Islamic Relief USA, we think it's up to the other six to share our food with our neighbors. This summer, Islamic Relief USA is packing up food and bringing it to communities in need. As always, it's for anyone of any faith or any background. It's just one of dozens of ways Islamic Relief USA is looking out for our neighbors. To learn more, visit IRUSA.org. Islamic Relief USA. Working together for a better world. Welcome back to Success Freaks, episode 268, the live questions game. Right before the break, I was talking about my experience working at Walt Disney World and how fun and fantastic that was. And it 
was when you do the college program through Disney, you have the option of taking classes that Disney offers you for the specific purpose of maybe working at Disney later in life. I didn't do that. <laughs> I didn't go to take more classes. I went to go work for work for the mouse and have a fun, fantastic time. Um, but I, you know, I made a ton of new friends and I learned about living in a new state. And then I learned later the April of the next year how to file taxes when you live in Arizona. But made money in Florida. So that was great life experience. And uh, I would highly recommend it to anybody who has friends or family in college that are considering the college program. I would 100% highly recommend the program and tell them to pursue it and move forward. Nice. Now, both of us, both of us pretty much pulled up stakes and, and it was a whole life switch. Did this affect your life? I mean, the direction of your life and everything, or was this just kind of on a path that you knew that you wanted to be on? No, I think, cause when I was in high school, I did theater and dance and I was in color guard and marching band and I was in a lot of the performing arts. And so I knew I wasn't going to go to Disney to go work like at a ride or in food service or in custodial, like I was only going to go if I got to be in parades and shows. So I auditioned, they did mobile auditions all over the country. I auditioned in Scottsdale and I got in. Um, nice. And it was kind of that path where I was like, I think it was my last, I, I always knew that I was never going to pursue um, performing as a life career. I, I, I was never, I never intended to, go be a waiter in LA and wait for my big break as an actress or a comedian. Like I just never, that never occurred to me practically. And so I think this was a way for me to get that out of my system and feel like I still got to do that. Um, but it was also so cool to move across the country when I was 18 away from my family and learn how to live by myself essentially, but like with a lot of cushion and help from Disney. <laughs> Would you would you recommend this to our listeners and people out there as far as taking that that big leap? Oh, for sure. I think and I think what you had said about how both of us, you know, doing something different and just taking off and doing something new, it does shape you and it changes. I like I am not I don't know if it's just me or if it's part of this experience, but I am someone that if I want to do something, I don't need another person to go do it with me. Like if I want to go to Sedona, which is a town up north here in Arizona that's super beautiful and it's got these amazing red rocks. If I want to go to Sedona and hike for the day, like I might put out a couple feelers, see if anybody wants to go with me, but I'll go by myself. Or if I want to see a movie that none of my friends seem to want to see or they don't have any time, I'll go see it by myself. I'm, I think it just made me really independent, not a loner, just... Like I can, I can do stuff by myself. I'm not dependent on other people to get things done in my life. I think cr uh, traveling cross country has that effect on you. And Renaissance festivals are great for that because you, you're either going with people or you're going to people that you know mm -hmm. a lot of times. I mean, the first time you do it, I mean, we used to caravan. So when the Tortugas would do it, Ron and I, Ron and I would be, he'd be in his vehicle and I'd be in mine. Or, you know, we'd have one vehicle and, and towing the other or something like that. And then, you know, once I, I did that, once you go from Arizona to Florida, especially, because once you do that, that's like 2,300 miles, 2,250, something like yep. that, to, down to Tampa Bay. Uh, once you do that, you're like, I can go anywhere. There's, mm -hmm. no, there's no stopping me, yo. Especially now with the GPS. There used to be the Rand McNally maps. Yes. <laughs> and you're just kind of like, or because my parents did it, I belonged to AAA, so I had the AAA triptychs. That you would just fold over as you, as you cross certain, you know, yeah. certain amounts of space or whatever. And that, that was always fun. 
But yeah, once you do something like that and you realize, oh, wait, there's nothing that holds me back. That's why I like having a passport all the time. That means I can mm-hmm. be a world traveler at any time. I don't like being constrained like that. Yeah. And so. you wouldn't think necessarily just driving cross country would make you, it would broaden your horizon so much, but it does. Like there really isn't a limit to what you can do Yeah, if you just do it, just get it done. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Your turn to pick a question. All right. I have question number 12. Yeah. What would you regret not doing? Ooh. That's a tough one because my my knee-jerk reaction is my, I would regret not getting married and having kids. But that is not something I would regret. For, that's like my knee-jerk reaction because that's what's been ingrained to me, I think, by society. I think so many people think and this isn't to offend anybody or step on any toes but I think so many people are like if you don't get married and have kids your life's not complete and I get that I can get where that mentality is but I also think you can have a completely fulfilling and um, successful life you know just with your family and friends you don't necessarily have to have a significant other or have children though it it would you know I would love that so it's kind of funny because my knee-jerk reaction is something that I actually not I wouldn't say like I'm not against, but my knee-jerk reaction was something that I am very hesitant to say because I don't think you have to get married and have kids to be complete. I would probably regret not if I if I don't get into a career that I feel super passionate about and like very and become what I find, like consider successful in, I feel like that is something I would regret. If I move to a job that maybe I'm successful in, but I'm not passionate about, or if I then maybe if I get into a job that I'm passionate about, but I don't feel like I am ever successful at, I feel like that's something that I would regret for sure. For me, it's, it's something that, for me, it's something that I do all the time. If I, if I'm not trying or pushing towards something more and, and whether that's, you know, doing film and TV and on some level there's a there's a potential happening there with the Tortuga twins or some of these these businessy things that I'm working on that are not coming to fruition but and and because of that because every time I, I catch a hiccup or I catch a, a a thing or that feeling of I don't know what I'm doing which is the you know the lie I tell myself so I don't have to do anything uh, mm-hmm. and I don't move forward in that way I, on if I don't do something like if I have a whole other week of not working on one of those things I regret that because it's it's those are things that will potentially better my life or, or my future self. And if I'm not doing it now, oh, I'm, I'm busy doing all these other things. Yeah. And some of them are important, uh, but some of them are just just things, just administrative stuff. That's not really moving me towards enriching my life. Uh, one of the things that's really surprised me that that is it's enriching my life is, is working with uh, IRUSA, you know, Islamic Relief USA. Who, who is a um, humanitarian disaster relief fund that helps people throughout the United States and in uh, in the world. They are, they're one of our sponsors, but I work with their podcast, the Water Relief Podcast. And the people that we talk to, the, the things that, that we discuss and the way that, you know, things that are affecting American lives and, and people around the world, I feel like there's a, a real solid good that I'm doing there. I'd regret not doing that because it has given me such a sense of joy and of, of purpose. That's awesome. You know, with what I'm doing. And, and I'm enjoying that. 
So and one of the reasons I did the hours of power, you know, it was because uh, I needed to work on, I say creative stuff, but it is really that, that those things. It's like you need to apply an hour to, to one of these things because you're not working on these projects. Mordant. You're just you know, sitting there and, oh, well, you know, I haven't heard from, so it blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, work on it. And I made, I made a couple calls yesterday and actually things moved forward. And I, it, it's all about your life experience. I felt so good about doing that. So that, that is my, my thingy thing. And I'm so glad that I am able to move forward with something like that. Now, if you are so glad that you are listening to Success Freaks and you want more of it, you should go to blogtalkradio.com slash successfreaks or you can go to and subscribe to us on iTunes. You can find us there because A, it's enriching your life and B, you're just making us feel better when you do. Ding. And we'll be right back. Welcome back to Success Freaks, episode 268, The Life Questions Game. And Kirsten and I are asking each other that. And I think it's time for Kirsten to... Yes. Oh, yeah, I have a question. Mm -hmm. The question is, what do you owe yourself? What do you mean by that? I have an answer to this question. And for the way that I look at my life, I feel like I owe myself certain uh, emotions and reactions. So the first thing I would constantly I, I think the first thing I would say for sure is kindness and honesty in my self-reflection I think if I can be kind to myself when I make a mistake or when I have a reaction to something that I'm not proud of or what have you that that will take me a lot farther than obviously not being kind and then being honest about when I am trying to get through a situation or be better about something being honest with the way that I am like my self-talk because like for the longest time years and years ago when I was exercising and trying to eat well and I was doing that for a different reason then because in the past I wanted to lose weight and look a certain way because I wanted to look a certain way so other people would find me a certain way now I want to exercise and eat well because I want to feel strong. I want to feel healthy. And it makes such a difference when you can just kind of eat well and not just be eating crap all the time. So I want to do it now different. You know, I want to have a different fitness goal. I have a different fitness goal now because I want to be healthy. But you have to be honest with yourself about something like that. And so then when I am not as consistent in the gym as I want to be, I have to be honest. Like, well, is like, why were you? Oh, well, because I was lazy this week. Okay, well, you know that you're not ever going to feel strong if you, you know, go to the gym twice a month and you have as many cheat meals as you've been having. Well, yeah, I know that. So like be kind to yourself and make a change or don't and just be honest with the fact that maybe your goals aren't going to be reached as quickly as you want to be. For me, I would say those are my two big things. I owe myself kindness and honesty in my self-talk. What about you? Well, for me, I want to say and, and ride with me on this. I, I owe myself a good time. Hmm. And at times, I owe myself a better time. And what I mean by that is, I'll, I'll start with, I like, to, I like to work on stuff and I enjoy working on things. And there's always these little administrative things. And, oh, I'm going to work on this. And, oh, look, I feel a sense of accomplishment and yada, yada, yada. However, what I'm learning right now is that I owe myself a good time. I owe myself being social. I owe myself getting out there and enjoying life. 
And that will take some doing to be able to compartmentalize stuff and be able to put it away. So that's what that's one of the things. And I owe myself a better time. By that I mean I can sit here and be, you know, I'm satisfied with what I have and what my life is doing, but, you know, I think of, of something I've always said, and, you know, it's it's been on Success Freaks, it's been, it's been in my mouth speak to people, yada, yada. My mouth speak? My mouth speak. I've always, you know, said I like to do, I'd like to do film and TV, and yet there are things that hold me back from that, um, usually me. And it would take effort and, and, and stuff like that. You know, or whatever, because it's like, yes, I am having a good time doing what I'm doing. I'm having a good time with the Tortuga Twins. I'm going to continue to do that. But how much fun could it be for this other thing that if I would just apply myself to do that? So I owe myself a better time. I owe myself a better, I owe myself a better life. Mm-hmm. So doing those things, whether it's, it's creating another business or, or working on something that's going to move us forward in that way, whatever that is then I owe myself to make that effort. I owe myself to to push towards something like that. Bigger, better, better, more. Bigger, better, better, more, baby. You know it. Yeah, nothing so, wrong with that. I think that's awesome. And that's what um that's what I wanna that's what I want to move towards for well, that. Excellent. Your turn for a question. Okay. Uh what does success mean to you? That is a Fantastic question. Is it? Or are you just saying that so no. you can buy time and think of it? No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> and the reason I think is a fantastic question is because the question is so fantastic. So I'm not killing time. I just really did. No, no. Seriously. So it's actually something I've talked about on my YouTube channel a little bit here and there. Um, and I actually think I talked about it when I was a guest on Success Freaks years ago with YouTube, for example. You, It's very easy to look at someone like look at your own channel and then you look at some huge superstars channel and it's very easy to go I'm not successful because I don't have this I don't have that I don't have this I think success is where success is what you make it and success is where you feel proud of what you've done there's nothing wrong with feeling proud of what you've done and feeling successful at something when you know there's so much more room for growth but I think there's there's stepping stones along the way that you have to be able to pat yourself on the back and say wow look I am successful at this like starting a YouTube channel just starting the channel putting up your first video interacting with people that's success you have successfully started a channel and then you get to your 10th video and then you can make your milestones something that you're responsible for a lot of people on YouTube they deem their success on their number of subscribers or their number of channel views or their number of sponsorships from companies. And that is all stuff that I feel like is out of your control. And I think if success is something that you consider as within your control and something that you can work towards, that it makes it much more satisfying and also less stressful if you don't get there. Because I can say all day long, my channel's not successful until I have 100,000 subscribers. And I have like around 22,000 right now. And I, oh, my channel's not successful because I haven't had like any subscriber growth in the last like six months, which is crazy. And it's true. Like my YouTube has been really weird this year. 2016 has been a weird, weird year for YouTube. And I'm just glad that it's not my sole source of income because I would be stressed out of my brain. 
But when I can say, oh, I'm getting, I'm closing in on my 400th video. Like I'm about to post maybe like 20 videos from now, my 400th video. How cool is that? How successful and like how consistent and look at all this content I've created and come up with and produced and look how much I've grown and my equipment's gotten better and my quality is better. And like, look at like, I feel like you look at my channel. I look at my channel and I feel like it's successful. I feel like I am just very proud of what I've done and there's so much more room for growth and I'm excited to move forward. And then same thing with small gains, like at the gym, just small little things when you finally can finish a certain amount of reps. Yeah, I can't, you know, lift as many heavy weights as the person, you know, two benches down from me, but I feel successful because look, I'm at the gym. I put myself here. I drove myself to the gym. I picked up these weights. I lifted them over and over and over. And now I'm getting stronger slowly, but it's success. And it's something that I am responsible for. It's measurable things that I can, that I can take stock of and, And I like, I just, I feel like success so often, and I've been this way, is determined by what other people say it is. So success to me is my own small goals that are stepping stones leading on the way to a very, very big goal that is still, could still be surpassed. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because just because I have, you know, a certain number of subscribers and I would love to have a hundred thousand because it's a nice round number just because I like if I get there that's not where I'm going to stop like I'm just going to keep making content and I can keep growing and growing and then I could have 200,000 or a million or two million like it's exponential it's success is measurable steps on the way to like an exponential happy then you'd be bankrolling success freaks with that YouTube money yo yeah no kidding you could sponsor us (laughs) I could (laughs) by your channel yeah so for me and this is going to sound like a cop out or, or, or whatever but it's to me, it's not. From it used to be. Well, I want to be able to make this much money, and I want to, be, or, or you know, make more money, and I want to be able to make do this, and I want. I like access to the world. You know, I like I like access. I like uh, I want to touch the world, but I want people to go. Oh, you're that person that does this. Hey, come over here and, and hang out with us and do this thing. Oh, cool access. Yeah, I love that. I love being able to do that. It, like like with uh, the Tortugas being able to ride in the Huey helicopter. That was that was a, a eighteen hundred dollar ride that cost us zip. Because the guy was a fan, and he wanted—he's been wanting to do this for a while. So, you know, one of us, <laughs> one of us, and a bunch of our friends were able to go. <laughs> the other two were not able to go. Uh, so I love that kind of stuff. But for me, now, uh, and I'm probably going to just say that I will answer the rest of this question when we get to the next segment. But if you are in the Charlotte, North Carolina area on a Thursday at 5 p.m. and you want to hear success freaks fm 100.7 you can listen to us in charlotte or in gastonia wgnc 1450 a.m check us out there and we'll be right back what happens when a self-help comedian and a social media manager both have a passion for podcasting and come together to support a common cause a podcast is born so what exactly is the water relief podcast each week bc dodge and r mordant mod from the success freaks podcast sit down with staff members and volunteers to talk about irusa efforts in the united states and abroad so how can you listen to the podcast download from irusa.org you can also find it on blueberry.com itunes and stitcher radio subscribe and download the water relief podcast today Welcome back to Success Freaks episode 268. Before the break, we were talking about what success means to us and Mordant left us with a cliffhanger. It did. Rude. You're like every season of Lost (laughs) ever. 
including the series finale. Not uh, bitter, just a little. Continue with your success talk. All right, so I get, <laughs> thanks for that callback. Uh, I, I gave, uh, you know, what I used to think of success as, and in the back of my, my brain, it's still there. But really what I'm, I'm learning right now, and this is the, this is the cliche, this is the, the cop-out, this is the everything, but I really believe this is more and more the truth. Be happy. Be happy. Experience joy. Whatever it is you're doing, and it's not, it's not predicated by what's going on by your surroundings. In fact, that was one of my... That was one of my uh, affirmations once. My joy is not predicated by my surroundings. And I did that on stage one time when things were going badly. <laughs> and, predicated. Uh, suddenly, what a $10 word. I know, right? Is I that from your too. word a day? It, it is. The toilet paper. So I, you know, close to my heart. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyways, yeah, you're looking for that joy, whatever it is that makes you happy in it. Because you can't do this life wrong. As long as you're not hurting yourself or hurting other people, you can't do this life wrong. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, well, what if I, well, if all I want to do is, now you have to, you have to monitor that a little bit. What if, you know, hey, just playing this one video game forever makes me happy. It's all I want to do. Well, mm. you can't do this life long, wrong, but that is the experience you're going to have. You can, right. you can try to, you know, have more of a, more experiences, but, you know, it's, it's whatever it is that, that is making you happy. And remember, this is your life. You're here to figure out what you want for your life, not what your mama wants. Not what your daddy wants, not what your spouse wants, not what your other person wants, but you have to figure out what it is you want. And hopefully that aligns with the people around you. And as long as that's not, again, not hurting. I mean, if you're in the midst of a, a relationship and you're, and then all of a sudden you're, you know, you're having an affair. Well, that makes me happy. <laughs> no, no, you don't <laughs> that, get to play right. that game. That's, that's, yeah. that's no bueno. Do it better. Ted Bundy would have said certain things make him happy, but I would say that would not be... Yes. Something to strive towards. Odd fact about Ted Bundy. He was a, a law student, and I think he 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 did it. He was his own lawyer. And he was, from what I hear, he was very good, very charismatic. He would take breaks and go, it's getting a little serious. Let's do a joke. And he would tell a joke. And But, of course, you know, serial killer. Right. Mass cool. murder. It's Mass fine. Murder. You know. Anyways, enough about Ted Bundy. So... Those things that make you happy, those things that bring you joy, uh, I've been looking for those things in my life. And if they're not here now, I'm remembering the times that I've been joyful. And the thing is that that I believe with the law of attraction, that happiness, that joy pulls other similar experiences to you. So if you're if you're focusing on the bad things happening in your life, you're going to pull those bad, more situations like that because the universe doesn't hear, you know, I don't want this. It hears this. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, I, I, I have so much debt. I don't want to be in debt. Oh, debt. Because that's where you are emotionally. You're emotionally freaked out. That's why if you ever notice, like if you're, if you were, with those times when you're single, and I'm going to speak a lot to the men because it's like this. I've, I've experienced when you're looking for somebody, you, for guys, for me, as you give off this thing I, we call, the Tortugas call wolf scent, which means that everybody feels your desperation feels your need, and it's not attractive. But it's those times where you're just like, oh, I'm so busy, or I'm just having fun, and I'm just hanging out with people, or I'm just doing this whatever, and all of a sudden, boom, one after another after another of whatever, of, of people who are interested in you, and the same is true with, with the situations in your life. So if you're surrounding yourself with feeling happy, finding those things that, have, you know, being happy with what it is you have right now, you know, even if it's a, a rough situation because it can train you something, Oh, look, I broke this thing. Oh, look, another thing I, I get to buy. Cool. 
mm-hmm. you know, whatever. You're going you're gonna to bring in those situations. So find a way to be happy with your life. Because then, if you are happy with your life, you have that kind of success, then no matter what's going on, you're happy. And because you're happier, you're able to see those opportunities that come in front of you versus not being happy and not being able to see squat. A plus. Fantastic cop out answer. Thank you. <laughs> do you have any do you have any other eloquent comments about that? No, I talked first. But I have another question. Uh, and I don't think you have an answer for it, but I do. Okay. What did life teach you yesterday? Now, you may not have an exact answer because maybe yesterday nothing really happened. But I think this is something that is good to reflect on, especially when you have something crummy happen. Because there's always like there's a silver lining and there is a lesson that can be learned from positive and negative experiences. And I think if you don't take the time to figure out the lesson, it can be lost on you. Does that make sense? Yes. (laughs) sometimes sometimes stuff doesn't like sometimes you just have a day where everything's normal and whatever and but sometimes you have days where something really great happens or something like really big happens but it doesn't have an effect on you or something terrible happens like yesterday I had breakfast with two of my girlfriends from work and we sat outside on the patio it's finally getting cool in the mornings here in Phoenix and it's amazing we sat out on the patio at this restaurant and just chatted for three four hours and it was so nice and it reminded me that I need to make time for my friends and I need to make time and and commit to stuff like I so often we all go let's hang out okay you call me I'll call you and we never do I need to commit I need to make plans and go and it's so rewarding when I do and I love being reminded of that because it was so great to sit and chat with them. And I loved it. And then later that night, a friend of mine was having a really, really crummy day. And we were talking about it. And it was nice to just chat with somebody who you're good friends with and just like both be chatting about just spending time talking to another human and talking about your experiences as a meat popsicle in this world. And what? it's... <laughs> A meat popsicle. Have you seen The Fifth Element? I have. Yeah, when Bruce Willis, they're going through and they're checking everyone's houses and they're like, are you a human, sir? And he goes, uh, negative, I am a meat popsicle. And then they move down the line. Right, okay. So anyway, that's uh, a great movie. <laughs> Lilo Dallas, multi-pass. He knows it's a multi-pass. <laughs> I actually just bought it on Blu-ray. Oh my gosh. I from Half Price Books, so I'm very excited to, to watch it again. <laughs> because it was pop, pop, pop. Ruby Rod. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I want a microphone like Ruby Rod. So good. I don't nice. want one position. I want all positions. Wow, anyway. you watch this movie a lot. It's so good. When you watch it again on Blu-ray, you'll be like, she was right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I think reflecting on what experiences can teach you and what you can learn from them will help you get the most out of things. And so that's why I asked the question, what did life teach you yesterday? All right. I kind of answered it already. I, I, you can always do things better because, uh, you know, I'm trying new things. I'm trying the, with the new, you know, hours of power type thing. So that's, that's one thing that life taught me yesterday. But the, the real thing is the one that I've been, and it kind of slides into what you're, you were talking about. The thing that I've been learning lately is I, I need to be more social and that's, mm-hmm. and that's good for me to be social. It's so easy for me to go, oh no, I'd rather just stay home and work on this and get this done or I'll have some me time and play a video game and look, I'm connecting with my friends online and that's cool too. 
that's cool too. But then that that goes back to you know do your life better. So go out and be with people. Go out and do things. You know, I, it's easy for me to be a recluse and just you know do stuff here at the house. And and sometimes it's best keeps me out of trouble. However, a little trouble can go a long way sometimes. Where you can have you're just you're, one of the things that make you happy in life that sticks with you. I mean, I buy stuff because that gives me joy. And look, I've got this thing and it's fun and maybe I use it or maybe I don't. But look, I bought it and that feels good. I get that. However, that happiness does not stay with you. And there, mm-hmm. there, the happiness quotient, and I forget who does this, but people do it. The, one of the things that really stays is spending time with friends and family. That mm-hmm. sticks with you. That happiness lasts longer than the things you're going to buy. I used to think, why would I spend money on a trip or why would I spend money doing this thing? Because it's one and done and then you're done and then you don't get to use it anymore just like you can with everything else. You know, the stuff you buy sticks around. Yes, but that happiness sticks with me. When I went on a a cruise Mm -hmm. for my 50th birthday, that stayed with me for so long. Even now when I think about it, it gives me joy. That can actually, I haven't thought about in a while. When I try to think of something that's going to, you know, bring joy to me, that'll be one of my go-to memories. So... Go out there and, and be with people, even if it's Pokemon Go. I've, I've talked to people who, uh, there's an older couple that works at, the, that works at the, our, our stage of the Minnesota Festival. And the, the wife, I say older couple, they're my age. <laughs> the wife went out and wanted to play Pokemon Go. And the, the husband's like, oh, whatever. Okay, I'll go with you. They both started playing. And as they went out, they started meeting people who are also doing it. And he's and they're like they're just everybody's so nice and we just meet interesting people of all ages. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is that's going to get you out and doing things, spend time with friends and family or even a game night. It could be at somebody's house. It could be at your house. Just get out there and and do stuff. And that's what life has taught me. Perfect. Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Yesteryear. Yesteryear. On that note. Yes. Well, you know. Um, we could get into another question, but uh, I think that the the real quick level up, because we have a little bit of time for this segment goes away, uh, ask yourself in que- those questions. Find something and ask yourself questions because those in the answers is where you can start stretching out beyond your comfort zone mm-hmm. and, and becoming something even bigger, better, better, more. I second that. All right. Well... If you like Success Freaks, and we know you do because you've been listening all the way to this point, you can find us on our website, successfreaks.com. All the social media that you want is there. So find us there. We'll be right back. Welcome to On Beyond Success Freaks. <laughs> this is the second time I'm doing this, and the first time I didn't like the way we came in. And so I said, I'm going to do it again. I talked to our, I talked to our producer, Mike. Or at least I left a message on the recording. Right, right. And Kirsten said, why don't you do it in a British accent? So here it is. This is my British accent. It's a little cockney. <laughs> and I'm not sure exactly from where. And I don't know if I'm doing it well. I, <laughs> I like guess it. no. I only had to do it twice. I didn't have to do it three times, which was great. And the only Welcome reason back. I said that because I liked saying the word free. Right, right. Obviously. Which is not the same as being free. No. You, you could be free three times. <laughs> So my question, maybe I'll keep this. So see how long I can do this for, <laughs> and just annoy everybody. And this, this is episode... on Beyond Success Freak. So we've gone into and all you Brits that listen to us. I'm so sorry. I know this is bogus. I have and a I, funny I, story about that. Okay, good because you can launch. You we could launch into that instead of the the questions if you want to. Oh right, right. This episode brought to you by Michael Caine. <laughs> I, so years and years ago, I was in Vegas with some friends. Vegas, Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. 
we um went to it was it was new year's eve and my friend that i had gone with she had a friend who was a local in vegas so he got us into a club um excess at the encore or the win whichever one super bougie super fancy and like they had a dress code like girls had to be wearing heels and it was just it was super guys had to be wearing shirt and tie so we were sitting there the dance floor was so packed and we were like pretty much instead of dancing just being like smushed against each other and bumped into a stranger and it was like it was so not fun it was not fun at all and this maybe it wasn't new year's eve but it was around that time anyway not relevant so this couple um this not couple but these two dudes came up to us and they were like hey would you like some champagne and they're yelling at us like do you want some champagne we've got crystal at our table and we were like, what? And he's like, do you want over here? And, I'll take-. and so they, we finally like figure out that they're yelling at that. Do we want some champagne? So we go over to their table that they had like their company had paid for. This whole company was on holiday from London. Their company had paid for it. And so we go over there and they had like table service. They had this little cute little girl in this like skimpy little outfit who was serving their drinks at their table. And um, it was just hysterical. So we go over there and we're drinking champagne and I couldn't stop myself. I was surrounded by like 15 British people. And so I started talking in a British accent, but I was also drunk. And so the two guys we were talking to, it was me and my friend. And then these two guys, and we were just chatting back and forth and laughing and dancing. And then the boss comes over of their company, the president. And the one guy puts his arm around him and he goes, Oh, I want to introduce you to Matt. He's the president. And I was like, Matt, it's so nice to meet you. I just love what you've done with the company. And this champagne is so delicious. You must be so successful. And I just like start talking and rambling in this horrible drunk British accent. And he finally looks at me and he goes, do you know how stupid you sound? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I'm sorry. I can't turn it off when I'm surrounded by people like that. I just am like, oh, I have to be one of them. And they'll think this is funny. And he, do you know how stupid you sound? And I was like, no, but I bet you do. (laughs) Guilty. What happened after that? Um, then the vice president got up on the table and danced. That was delightful. Uh, uh, my friend and I probably drank the rest of the bottle of that champagne by ourselves. And I actually have a picture. It's so funny. I have a picture of me and my friend and those two dudes in one of my picture collages on my wall. Because I have one of those like picture collages that says live, laugh, love. And um, I have it under like my live, the live word. Because it was just such a fun, like just a fun experience. Like just to go hang out with this company that didn't know who we were and they were like this is you come have champagne with us and we were like okay and we just had a grand old time dancing with these drunk british people who did did not appreciate my drunk british accent you drop the accent once he called you out or yeah (laughs) yeah. (laughs) (laughs) once shots are fired you gotta take cover like okay you're right uh can i still stay and drink your champagne though (laughs) oh for sure i don't think i really asked i think that was just implied that i was staying i kind of planted i i set my roots down at their table it was a grand time it was a grand old time I do you have I'm... any accent stories like that no, i don't have accent stories uh <laughs> I, I, that i know of you know they're just the one that i created here by opening up this segment i do have um something that we shared together was uh one of, one of the fun trips that i did was going to uh new media expo 
I don't know oh, why yeah. that made me think of that. It's just it was such a good time. You were able to talk to everybody and talk to anybody, and mm-hmm. it was it was like being almost because all social media people and, and podcasters. It was like my people. I feel like I belong. Mm-hmm. So it was one of those adventures that I was able to go on and go. Hey, this was really great. I do, I could do this again. I still I have moments of shyness. You know, until somebody starts talking back to me, then I'm like, okay, I can talk to anybody. Once the pump, the pump is primed, I'm good. But uh, maybe that's maybe that's one of the things. Um, uh, one of the questions I wrote down, or one of the questions I grabbed, was number forty-one. What is your greatest strength? What is your greatest weakness? And, and a couple of weaknesses are, are my shyness, because it's a physical wall to break through when it really gets going. You know, if I'm in a room of people, I've been in a party in a room of people that I know. And just been really quiet because um, I can't get through it, and and nobody's really talking to me. So there's uh, that that mounts and mounts and mounts, and it's just all just me and the self chatter going. You need to talk to somebody, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then finally, somebody will, and then break it through. And then from them on, I'm good. It just you know, hey, I can talk to you. I can talk to you. Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Um, so the yeah, that shyness, um, maybe lack of follow through is is a great weakness of mine. That I'm working on. Um, my my greatest strength is being able to start over again. You know, and I, I've actually had somebody one. point that out. It's one of my greatest strengths. Being able to start over again. You know, what do you give the man who has everything ruined so he may begin anew? You know. Um, so whatever has been going on in my life. I mean, I reinvented myself when I when I first went on the road as a Tortuga twin. I've reinvented myself as I've begun doing, you know, the Mordant World stuff and Success Freaks and all that. Um and now as I'm entering my 50s, I'm reinventing myself yet into what I'm not sure. But I'm, I'm beginning a new stage. And what's great about that is that there's no, oh, my glory days. I mean, I look back on when I was doing chess matches and, and, and you know, sword combat and, and, and stage combat and things like that. And those were, those were definitely glory days. But I left that to become a Tortuga twin on the road. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, I'm still living those. And now I'm doing stuff with, you know, success freaks and, and whatever leaf podcast. And so that's another level of stuff. So reinventing yourself is a great thing in that, and that you're not looking back like, wow, I was great then when I did this. Now it's like, okay, I'm, i still have stuff that I'm moving forward to. I'm, I'm still, I'm mm-hmm. still alive and viable. And each thing is, is different. I mean, I was much more physical with the Tortuga twins, uh, in my twenties and thirties and even into my forties. And now that as I'm moving into my fifties, I'm still very, very active, but, that I can see that the stuff that we're doing, we're planning stuff that we're going to be able to do much longer. You know, as, but certainly podcasting is easier than, than jumping around on stage on tight, in tights. So this is something that, that's going to have longer legs as I, you know, as I get older. And one of the things I was looking into was, was uh, speaking, motivational speaking and things like that. And, and it is something that I, I enjoyed doing it, but I haven't dived into. But I like the, the saying that goes, old speakers never... Uh, speakers don't re- retire; they die. You know, they don't. You don't retire from speaking because it's once you can do it, it's an easy thing that you can do into your eighties and beyond. Mm-hmm. So, what I about you? What's your greatest that? strength? What's your greatest weakness? My greatest weakness, I would think, I would have British to say accents. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I and this is actually something I've come to realize about myself in the last year or so. I'm a really, I really am good at coming up with ideas. I constantly have new ideas for YouTube, for 
bettering myself for how I want to do this for what I would like to do next week just I I'm, my brain is always coming up with ideas for stuff anything everything I always have ideas I am not a really great doer like I know people who are so good at just like okay let's go let's go do this let's go do this let's go do this right now let's get this ball rolling let's get moving and I'm just like but I came up with the idea like so I know and I know I know this but you're that you're I'm sorry for interrupting you're that person who goes to a writer and says I have this idea there you go yeah, and and they're like, and you they you can hear in that person that they're expecting all of the oh yeah well that was my idea, versus the person who has been slogging it out alone for hours to create this thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I and I it's something I've been trying to work on for a while, but like, I what are you doing to work on it? Trying to do stuff. I'm what, like, what, that, what does that mean? What does that look like? Um, my passion planner. Like okay. breaking breaking tasks down into smaller pieces and checking them off. And if I remember, putting them into my Habitica as a... You don't as, remember. Let's not even play that game. You don't uh, remember. <laughs> if you did, you'd be a second level, third level. <laughs> so um, I am... I, I, that's the thing. It's like my greatest strength and weakness is I am I come up with great ideas for just stuff constantly in my life. And then I can't it's so hard for me to just get out and deliver like it's just mad. well you say you've been you say you've been i'm sorry if i'm um i'm worrying this i was gonna say i'm sorry for if i'm worrying this bone uh but i'm noticing right now that we're out of time yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, you know so maybe next week on success freaks probably not uh <laughs> we'll talk about stuff like that maybe we'll do a show on that follow through or something we'll have some clever title mm. for it but yeah there we go. There's our next show. Somebody write that down. Quick. <laughs> Where's my personal assistant? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Andre, write that down. Ooh, Andre. Andre. Or uh, Andre. Uh. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, this, <laughs> I guess it's time for us to quit. Thank you. I hope you have enjoyed the live questions game. Maybe we'll do it again. Uh, if you've enjoyed it, but not quite, write in some questions to us. Contact at successfreaks.com. We'd love to answer your questions. Kirsten, do you have anything else? Negatory. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this has been R. Morton Mon. And I still know who Meryl Streep is. Throwback to last week. What? What? <laughs> I hate you. Yeah. In, in the most delicious of ways. Yeah. Ciao, success freaks. Boom, baby. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.